Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. Boom! Hey! Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Here's our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B and Lot B minus out here, Randy, in uh, we're just gonna say California because the weather's kind of bland today. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I always forget about that. Saint. Where's your green? Patrick's. Uh, I've got green uh, just below screen level. You're just going to have to take my word for it. Yeah, you get a shot, Randy. You'll clear that right up. Um, <laughs> hey. Hey, oh. We, uh, we uh, obviously, yeah, you forgot about St. Patrick's Day. So did I, which is why we're drinking wine today and not Guinness. But uh, that's a story for another time. We are here, Randy. What is this? The third episode in the fruity segment of season three. Is that, that is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, we. Correct. Uh, boy, it'd be nice if we knew how we did this. Okay, so we started off with the Sauvignon Blanc <laughs> with something or another. Uh, I, I wasn't really asking for the whole rundown. I was just saying okay. it's the third episode. Um, we did Sauvignon Blanc with uh, that was the Aladino, Connecticut, ah, and then yep. we did. Uh, last week, which was Randy, the a uh, hazy IPA and oh the, yes. uh, the, <laughs> like the kintsugi. That's uh, right. Yep. Man, yep. Last week's was actually pretty good. You were the, yep. you were a man on an island last week. You were the only the only man with hate in your heart. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I had to I had to shoot it down. I forgot. Although we all kind of agreed, it was. I mean, in fifty fifty. Yeah, uh, take take it or leave it. The, the pairing wasn't terrible, but um, I like it was the pretty. Cigar. It, was, it was good. The cigar was good, uh, and the beer was good. But um, today we've got a real. We got we've got a cigar that I think some of you probably heard about, and we're drinking some wine. We're very excited. The uh, fruity component today is definitely the cigar. Uh, so on that note, I'm gonna throw. <laughs> it's not. It's the wine, but I like to get Jordan upset and riled up at the beginning of the show. Oh, I, I didn't even listen. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Otherwise, I'm sure I'd be pretty mad. Yeah, because if you get get Jordan fired up, and I feel like the production value kicks up a notch. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I blame Patrick for distracting him with his punch Randy and the dick jokes. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. Don't, don't punch anybody. I'm all in on the comments right now, you guys. That's, that's terrible. That's terrible. All in on the comments. Uh, how's Snowmageddon, boys? Have you been able to leave the house? I've seen some some video of people jumping off roofs and all kinds of nonsense going on out there. It's great. It was crazy Sunday, I'll say that. Uh, but and that, that was a one day deal, man. Just it all just piled up one day, and then we're we're back to normal, man. Everything's back to. normal. I built like half of an igloo. Yeah. So Jordan's how'd got. That, a, how'd that work out for you? Well, it would have. I, I would have been able to complete the dang thing, but all the snow came in on one day. And it was so incredibly windy, you couldn't even go out there. It was crazy. And so the next day, I've been working on the igloo, but the sun is just, I'm just fighting it's, against the it's sun his enemy. all the time. It's his yeah. enemy. The sun is his enemy. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it, and my igloo uh, building 
uh, past, Randy, and I don't know how much experience you have with igloos, but uh, you need it to be a bit more like icy, right? Like it can't be fresh powder. No, you need it, like you need you need the sun to melt the snow a bit, so you so it's workable, yeah. you know. Yeah. But then at nighttime, then it, it, then it freezes it up. Yeah. yeah. You need a little so bit of you, both. Yeah, you didn't. So you didn't have that. You had the wind and. Uh, yeah. And therefore, no, no, uh, no dojo igloo. It's, it's basically <laughs> it's half time. It's coming. It's coming. It's ha- we is still it got still a lot standing? of snow. Is, is the oh, snow yeah. still there? Oh, well, we got like uh, over two feet of snow. Feet. So it was crazy. It was the fourth biggest we've ever had, apparently. Since two thousand three, all time. It was great. Yeah. No, two thousand three <laughs> was probably number one. I don't know. Do you know? Uh, I think it was like 1893 was like the biggest oh, okay. one ever. Yeah. I, I'm just giving you a hard time, Jordan. I was listening to the podcast on my way into work. And uh, you talked about, oh, it's the most snow in the history of ever since people walked the earth since like 2003. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'm pretty sure that I don't don't know. I I think I have an email address older than that. (laughs) It's a hotmail address. Shut up, Rob. (laughs) It's snowy over here, okay? No, I I would uh, honestly, I would rather uh, not know what 2003 looked like and uh, be dealing with snow than you know, being in your mid forties and looking like this. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, what are you gonna do? You know, I got uh, real, really quick. Got, uh, you want you want heavy. tell the people uh, the uh, pairing for today? There, I do, I do. But I, I feel like you know we could have we talk about the weather that's become a thing. It's it's uh, it's part of the deal. One hundred fifty percent of our guests are used to that now. Yep. So we just kind of have they want to know. They check. They tune in. What is the weather like? And is Jordan building anything today? <laughs> Um, that's, that's really where we have to start this. Now that we got that out of the way, go ahead and hit that share button. Let everybody know in your Facebook feed, uh, the weird stuff that you do on your free time. And we would appreciate it. At least I, yeah, see, you know what? I was, somebody said, at least I have a green hat. I didn't catch the name cause that, that moved really quick, but I, uh, I wasn't going to wear a green hat or green anything. And my wife gave me a really hard time. So you gotta go green. You get, you get pinched. You don't want to get pinched. Do something. Come on. Everybody, Randy, go put something green on. Dude, I'm six foot two thirty five. I dare someone to try and walk up and pinch me. Mm. <laughs> we all know that you're on that diet, man. You're you're kind of fatigued right now. If there's ever a time to pick a fight, maybe it's now. That's 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 <laughs> actually kind of fair. That's that's fair. I, I'm I'm a golfing dieting fool this week. I see that. I see that. So. Randy, we have got this is a, a pairing I'm really excited about. This is the first time I've smoked this cigar, the EPC Pledge, which um, I think came out last year, September think, of 2020, and I think uh, a lot of people enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, does that seem like a fair assessment? That's a fair assessment. That is exactly what that is. That is a fair assessment. Right? I, I figured that seems that seems kind of on point. Uh, we'll get into the cigar a little bit more in a minute. And we are pairing, Randy. We're going with wine again. So Indeed. I had to bring. I got to bring out the my favorite wine glass. The bougie bar accessory. So classy. So this isn't. This is neither bougie nor classy, but it is a pewter skeleton holding up a, a wine. What do you call that? The bowl of the glass sure. on uh, on its head. Yeah, I'll go with bowl. Why not? Um, I'm going with a Pinot from Alexander Valley. Um, we can get into that in a minute. Um, and Randy, you're going to tell us all about Pinot. It's a, it's kind of finicky grape, from what I understand. Oh, oh, that's that's pretty accurate. I'm not even getting super in, into that, but I have a page of bullet points. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, that's another T-shirt right there. I have a page. Like, let's pull that. Let's make that a soundbite. 
Uh, anyway, okay, so we're we're smoking the EPC EPC pledge. This was cigar of the year everywhere that ever smoked a cigar, right? Like it was number one on the dojo. It was number one at Cigar Aficionado, and I think those are the only two people that rate cigars, right? Pretty, pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the only legitimate uh, ones. That's what I hear. Yeah, I mean, you got You got it. You've got to be legit, uh, or you just have to quit. That's how the song goes, right? Um, so wrapper on this Connecticut Habano, uh, Randy, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Ecuador binder, Ecuadorian binder and Nicaraguan fillers. It doesn't give a whole lot of, uh, description on the cigar, but, um, I'll tell you what, it is damn tasty. It is damn, damn tasty. So it has been, EPC has the number one cigar from cigar aficionado two out of the last three years. Is that correct? I so they so. had uh, they had number two in 2014, number one in 2018, and then number one again in 2020. So yeah, that's pretty. That is pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, well since you went all the way back to 14, you got to remind us. I don't even remember so was, what the number two. was. It was the La Historia. Was that? And that it was, was the, so all three out of the same series. Right. All, all three, and then the encore was 2018, and then of course the pledge this past year 2020 wow. so wow. but for folks uh, i'll show the box that was so upsetting to us we had it we were just it wasn't upsetting it, it was, was just no shocking. but you know okay it was surprising to us we had our our pick ready to go it's gorgeous and then they announced there's one day before us now normally we would have never guessed that, that would happen because they don't usually pick cigars from the year <laughs> which we <laughs> which we always do you know <laughs> normally like cigar aficionado picks like you know like a monte cristo number two from like 1920 so like we were like totally shocked um but you know it wasn't like hey you know in a way it was just affirmation that this was a great cigar so kudos to cigar aficionado and kudos to uh ernesto who we just had on the show a couple weeks ago so it's a great cigar yeah, that's uh, Ernesto has blended so many really, really good cigars. And for there's brands that come out of their factories that, uh, you know, a lot of crowned head stuff comes out of their factories. Who else do they make? I know there's there's a couple other things off the top of my head that they make. Um, but Randy, you've smoked the cigar. What do you think? What's what's your what are your opinions on this one? Yeah, I absolutely um, I voted for it uh, to be the number one cigar of the year. It jumped out. It's very flavor forward. You know, as as you pointed out, that uh, Connecticut Habano wrapper. Uh, every time I've I knowingly had a cigar with, with using that tobacco, it immediately was you know um, identifiable as one of my most favorite cigars. You know, this is. Um, in that same, uh, again, Connecticut Habano, which is at the very least, uh, I, I, I won't say that I know anybody's secrets, but at the very least, it's similar to what they use on the uh, T-52. It's what the, uh, uh, Nick Miller used on the Tabernacle CT-152. Um, so we know this to be a, a very, very oily tobacco, very, very tough to ferment. Um, I think that goes right in line. It makes sense that uh, Ernesto used this in this line, as, as Eric pointed out. All three of the cigars in the Perez Carrillo line, the La Historia, the Encore, and the Pledge, have been either number one or number two on uh, Aficionado's list. Um, so this is clearly like his uh, premium, super premium line. And to uh, you know, deploy a wrapper like this and then do this really nice box press, it's not – I wouldn't – I wouldn't agree that it's a, a soft press. This is a pretty well-pressed cigar, I would say. Um, so uh, it, it's beautiful. It's got that great sheen to it, great color, great flavor. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. 
super, super rich. Mm, like yes. the flavor is just, I mean, there's a lot of, there's like some leathery notes in there. There's a lot of the same flavor components we talk about, right? There's a, some black pepper spice that uh, sits nicely on the palate. Um, <clears throat> kind of a red pepper almost through the retrohale. It's um, very, very balanced in, in, that, in that aspect of like a richness and a spice that kind of offset each other. There's uh, definitely some earthy notes, but not super earthy. More like a, more woody, I guess, than earthy. I, I would say, um, like a mahogany. I feel like I feel like I feel like I'm in I'm in a library. I'm sur surrounded by like super old leather bound books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just got some really old <laughs> cognac, you know, like a seven thousand dollar bottle of Louis Trey or something like that. Just um, and you know, I'm just sitting there by myself thinking about how awesome my life is. That's how this cigar makes me feel. <laughs> wow, that's see, that's deep. Thank you. You see, you see how I went from like being really sad about myself to being like super happy about everything good for you man now, i brought it back live your best back. life I, it should be noted just real quickly that when the encore won uh number one in 2018 i sort of poo-pooed that like i wasn't a huge fan of that cigar so i i can't say that i'm a fan boy so when for us this being our number one cigar of the year like i mean it, it in my opinion it really earned it because there wasn't any reason in my mind that this was going to be number one until we smoked several of them. And I think the very first time we took notice of this was we had that first impression show, yep. and Jordan smoked it, and he just raved about it, and we were all like, oh, Jordan. I set the tone for Jordan, the whole industry. Jordan must be drunk, you know, <laughs> like he's going crazy over the cigar. So I guess my point on this is, guys, like, you, you, if you haven't tried it, you just really have to because – it really is that good. Like this is one of those ones I think, you know, R Randy, Robbie, we've kind of gone back on our, our top 10 lists over the years and like thought like, you know, hey, how would this fare now? You know, that kind of thing. I mm. feel like this has some staying power and lasting power because of how uh, Robbie just described this cigar. It, it really is that good. You, you really should try it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with, with all those points, uh, especially going back to the uh, – your your notion of being a fanboy for this uh, brand line or manufacturer in general, the La Astoria I read such fantastic things, wasn't really my cup of tea. I did enjoy the Encore quite a bit. Um, this to me is hands down, uh, head and shoulders, um, the best. Perez Carrillo, at least by uh, brand name, as as Robbie said, he works with so many other uh, companies. He's he's been had his hands in uh, so many other fantastic blends but yeah this one stands out i could totally see this um going head to head if there's uh you know if you ranked all the all the top number ones of the last 10 uh, last you know, nine years however long you guys been doing uh, cigar of the year i'm sure this is uh towards that the top end of that for sure and uh now real quick what is all this about oh, yeah. uh, you being anti-irish sensei Anti-Irish. Barry, what? This, the commenters keep saying that you're anti-Irish. I'm not anti-Irish. I love the Irish. Now, <laughs> I, I am Italian, so I'm supposed to hate the Irish. Ah, I'm supposed it. to hate the Irish, but I don't hate the Irish. In fact, I kind of like the Irish. I, I, I dig this holiday. Kind of. <laughs> and now, here's the thing. I don't, do, I don't you know, I, I got to smoke a green cigar today. I don't do that kind of stuff. But I, as far as the Irish go... 
I love the Irish. They're amazing, and they're so short, and they wear the little shoes. They're beautiful, <laughs> beautiful I think, people. I think those are leprechauns. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, all right. It's, yeah, if you if you catch one, they'll give you wishes. I think. Yeah, you got it's, it's, I love the Irish. It's funny how genuine that sounded until <laughs> until the very very end there. That was no, I'm kidding, of course. That was that was impressive. Well, you know, before that, I actually lost my train of thought. I apologize. The uh, I did want to make the point though that uh, that those first impression shows are fantastic, and and Jordan actually is a pretty good barometer of a good cigar. In in the two years that like we've been regularly communicating, I can name three times that he got so, so excited about a cigar that he like messaged us. It was just like, dude, have you had this? And that was the Siri A. The 500 years, oh. both HBC and this cigar on 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 the uh, first impressions. And so when I see Jordan get like geeked out about a well, cigar, that's I, the I buy a that's the benefit <laughs> about being a, a curmudgeon old man that hates everything. When you like something, you're like, oh, okay, that guy. He, People need must to pay be attention. good. <laughs> I, I buy into it, man. I, I, you you haven't led me wrong yet. <laughs> I get excited about everything. <laughs> no way. So if you don't Literally. like something, then we can know like that thing sucks. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's I'm pretty fair to assume. Yeah. You know. You know what really sucks? Double bogeys, Randy. Double bogey. Not something you like. Uh, <laughs> just for the listeners out there, Rob's still stewing that he was sure he was going to beat me by three strokes uh, on 18 holes a couple weeks ago, and. He actually lost by two, which is kind of like a five-stroke uh, swing, if you, if you will. <laughs> yeah, there, I, I had, uh, in retrospect, I had a couple of holes that I just kind of gave up on, and I just picked up the ball. And I shouldn't. If I wouldn't have done that, we probably would have at least tied. But mm. Oh, you're making excuses. <laughs> no, that's, that's not an excuse. That's that's actual fact. That's not hey, an excuse. Hey. The excuse I would be. How, but if I hadn't quit before I was done, I'd have won. But that was, to be fair, that was like the fifth and sixth hole or sixth and seventh or something. But we also didn't get all 18 in. So there's that. I'm a strong finisher, Randy. Slow <laughs> slow out of the gate, but the strong finisher. Um, and you're great plus for sound bites, too. It, yeah, there it is. And I, had, and I hadn't played in about a year and a half. So there's that. Um, but this cigar is really, really good. I really am enjoying it. Uh, let's talk, Randy, a little bit about um, about Pino. <laughs> mini golf ain't that hard. <laughs> mini golf is pretty hard. I haven't mini golf in years, but I, I see some of the some of like. Have you ever watched? You can see some of those on YouTube. They have like the craziest uh, golf courses or whatever. <clears throat> I've seen one that was mini golf, and it was it was pretty impressive. Well, all right. I saw I, Happy Gilmore play mini golf. I, I he had was, a hard I was about time. To say, yeah, he had a hard time with that clown, stinking <laughs> clown. Need <laughs> <laughs> that um, Bob Barker. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, obviously, everyone knows I'm a I'm a fan of wine. This is a fantastic um, varietal. Pinot Noir is is actually one of the original noble uh, varieties of. Uh, of grapes that is about a thousand years older than Cabernet Sauvignon, um, by all accounts. Its origin is the Burgundy region of France. Um, in France, Burgundy is is uh, pronounced Bourgogne, and uh, it's about a hundred thousand acres of vineyards that make it the second 
uh, largest French region, and um, and the grapes were actually pl- first planted in uh, 200 AD, um, and is considered to be one of the greatest wine regions on earth. There in there in Burgundy, it has these very uh, cool climate that makes it uh, a perfect growing region for both Pinot Noir and, and Chardonnay. What you'll find is most regions that grow Pinot Noir also grow Chardonnay as they they desire the exact same uh, environment, which isn't a coincidence as Pinot Noir is actually a the father to Chardonnay. Uh, Chardonnay grapes came from a cross of Pinot Noir and this now extinct uh, white grape. And so, uh, so you find that they behave very similarly, looking for those cool nights, um, which we talked a, a little bit about Zinfandel uh, also benefiting, becoming spicier during cool nights. And so when you look at the different regions across the world that are uh, popular for Pinot Noir, uh, after Burgundy, uh, the Willamette Valley up in Oregon is very, very popular for its Pinot Noir production, uh, as well as the Sonoma uh, Valley and some parts of central coast of California. Again, it's always going to be closer to the coast looking for those cooler nights. And, um, and Burgundy is, is such a great place. I got a chance to spend a lot of time there. They, they have a lot of caves where they keep their wines. And so when you visit a winery in Burgundy, you always end up in their caves, you know, walking these like crazy man-made halls. And, um, and Burgundy is really where uh, the different appellations uh, were were uh, defined as in that area. They're super super obsessive over their terroir, and so they they look at the depth of the of the soil, how close the soil is uh, to a hill. If it's up the hill, if it's down the hill, if there's a slope, they and for every little micro change in the terrain, they actually give those different. Uh, different Appalachias. And so they categorize them different based on experience of saying that like with, with slopes, you get better drainage, which produces higher quality grapes. And so you find uh, that Pinot actually can be a fairly expensive grape style. Um, to Robbie's point, it's, it can be very difficult to grow. They have a lot of loss if, if not grown perfectly, which also leads to the higher prices. And uh, actually, I was I was looking in, just kind of prepping for the show. Uh, I and I didn't remember this, but you, you'll often see the term domain uh, on a bottle of wine, D O M A I N E, and that's actually a reference to the the winery has grown its own grapes, fermented and packaged the wine. So it's uh, very much in line with how we reference uh, vertical integration in tobacco. Uh, So so if you see a bottle that's a domain uh, wine, you can assume that that is a vertically integrated uh, production facility. And so uh, same thing that we talk in cigars and why like uh, companies like Aganora Salif and several others obviously uh, can lean so heavily on their quality because they have control of, you know, a lot, a lot of guys that just have brands really brag on, well, I buy the, the tobacco right out of the barns and ferment it myself, which obviously is a, a next level of control, of flavor, of, of what you're doing with the tobacco. But when you can take it all the way back down to the seedlings and, and how the soil was treated, how it was, uh, how it was raised in, in, the, um, in the farm, before it even got to the barn, then how it was dried in the barn, uh, you, you're literally controlling every element that 
is possibly controllable um, in general. Uh, so Pinot Noir is the most important grape in the Burgundy region as it, uh, it, it dominates all their production. It is a very complex red wine that has it, it's known for its velvety mouthfeel and it has a very fruit forward complex flavor profile that uh, often is described as having cherries, raspberries, you'll see earthy. And um, depending on the region, you, you can get a, a, a significant spice ranging all the way from white spice to black pepper. I'm sorry, white pepper to black pepper, um, as well as some savory earthiness. And so obviously when, when reading these descriptions, you know, as Robbie and I were going through different options for what could be a, a fruity um a fruity uh, component for the pairing. I mean, it sounds like we're using the same adjectives as you might use for a cigar when you talk about pepper, when you talk about earthiness and and the, those berry characteristics. And so, um, so uh, it's it's for those reasons that we chose Pinot Noir to be the, to be this component. And uh, <laughs> and so, uh, very excited to see what everybody thinks as we go through here. Want to hear from the from the audience want to hear from Eric and Jordan. We don't even know. We haven't even talked about what we're drinking. Um, and so, uh, so maybe from there we can do a, a round Robin or are, are the guys back in, uh, Colorado doing the wine, but, but first, uh, you know, Robbie, what are you drinking? Um, I had a question actually. Oh, so you said, yeah. so you said when you see uh, domain, huh? when you see domain on, uh, that was a weird sound. Did you guys hear that? No. Uh, okay, good. Um, you say you see domain on there. It's it's kind of references vertical integration in uh -huh. a way. Um, when when a wine is referred to as an estate wine, now I think that we've talked about this before. Doesn't that mean that all the grapes come from the same vineyard, as yes. opposed to uh, you know it being a blend of other places? Yes. yes so you, exactly. so so an estate is almost akin to like being a puro. A little bit. Uh, yeah, sure. No, no, that, that's that's a really good point. Is yeah, when it's an estate, it's a specific lot. Uh, it's, it's like saying you know this is all Jalapa though. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's more, a bit more specific. Than it, that. Exactly. Yeah. Puro. Yeah. We talk about the whole country, and you yeah. know we talk about Nicaragua so much. Obviously, there's four growing regions there in, in Nicaragua. This would be just like a Jalapa Puro would be, would yeah. be the equivalent. Yeah, it would be like a, a Puro from that specific winery or whatever anyway yeah. that that's neither here nor there i was just curious I, I think we've talked about that before um but since you brought up i do see domain on bottles occasionally and i always thought it was domani and i don't know why i thought that but uh i i did now there's I know a uh, cigar called the domain the avo domain oh. i didn't i didn't i didn't get the reference now i did yeah, yeah it makes, no, that, now it makes more sense is. That likely is a uh, a tie back to uh, the the origin of the tobacco that they got probably a, a self owned lot of tobacco. Mm. Um, so I'm going with uh, a wine from Alexander Valley Vineyards. This is a state grown and bottled. Maybe that's why I thought of that. Um, <clears throat> this is from Sonoma County, and it's I, with my lighting. You guys can never ever see the bottles, but I kind of dig their, their label. It's really simple. Um, this is a 2018 vintage, and I was the reason I picked this is uh, a it was in my fridge, but b I mean we had we had <laughs> we had we had a few uh, we had a few pinots in there. I'm not a huge pinot guy. I've always felt like pinot was a bit the the mouthfeel on pinot on pinot is a bit thin. Um, maybe not mouthfeel, but like the uh, the body on pinot is a bit thin. I, I like 
a, more in like a Zen or in a, uh, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon where it's a bit more, it's got a bit more body to it. Um, but I picked this one specifically cause it's got flavors of plum, cherry, uh, red, black fruits, like currants, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, along with touches of vanilla, cinnamon, and, uh, they talk about a, a black cherry vanilla. So I, nice. to me, I thought that that would have, um, I knew this wasn't a full bodied cigar, like, Maybe I shouldn't say that. This wasn't like a full strength cigar. It was just going to blow my palate out. Um, so I wanted something that would keep up with it, but maybe not overdo it. And I th think I guessed pretty well as far as the intensity is concerned. We'll get to that, obviously, in a bit. But uh, that, that's what I'm going with. Uh, Randy, what are you drinking? I went with the Goyette Russian River. Mm. Um, so this is also from Sonoma Valley, which we've talked about before is the uh, parallel valley to Napa on the more coastal region, uh, Russian river. There's actually two, um, main, uh, Pino regions, which is Russian river and the Carneros. Um, and so you get a very, uh, huge difference. So you get Russian river, you get those very rich, deeper, uh, stone, uh, you know, darker fruit uh, flavors where in Carneros, it's a lighter body. It's more spice forward. Uh, so the one I chose, it has a little more depth, a little bit more richness. Again, I, I have smoked the cigar, and so I, I knew to expect a heavy richness. Um, so I, I wanted to pair it uh, with that. So that's the Goyette Pinot Noir. Nice. Nice. Good choice. What about you, boys? <clears throat> so I picked, uh, this is Juan Cancel's favorite wine, and he he brought it over several times this summer. Uh, this is the, uh, I guess it's called Miomi? Miomi? I don't know. Um it is a, a, a Monterey County, Santa Barbara Ooh. County, and Sonoma County uh, sort of combination, 2019. Uh, it's very – so Pinot Noir is just is, is like a neutral kind of wine. Like, it's not either way. It's right in the middle. So, like, if you are – if you're not – if you're not really a wine person, you're not sure what to get, and you're having steak or you're having whatever, and you don't know what to get, like, Pinot Noir could be, like, a place to start and – this wine is a perfect example of that. It's just right in the middle. It's not crazy, um, uh, jammy. It's not doesn't have many tannins really in it. It's a little bit more on the sweet side. It's kind of mellow. So it's sort of right in the middle. And um, I think this particular Pinot Noir of, of Juan's is a good example of just being smack dab in the middle. I'm not too familiar with this style of wine. I don't drink it a lot, but I just this one strikes me that that we have here is the the mouthfeel hashtag is very velvety. Very yep. that's the thing I notice most. Um, it's and I'd say this is probably the juiciest thing that we've mm. had in this segment so far. Very just it's very juicy and maybe like a vanilla kind of finish to it. No, the, you know, the, those are great points, uh, Eric. The, the only thing I, I would argue is it, it is more dry than it is sweet, but but you get that kind of sweeter character because it's it's very fruit forward. Um, it's a, not jammy per se, so it doesn't have that sweet jam, but it, it's got that great fruit. You're absolutely correct. It has a lower tannin uh, than you're going to find in, in, say, a Cabernet Sauvignon, which has that, that um, mouth-drying uh, tannic uh, character, a much stronger oak finish. And then uh, going over to Zinfandel, which we've talked before about it being, you know, very spice forward. And so I I'm totally kind of concur, I guess. I wouldn't have said in the, in the middle of the road, 
but uh, but I concur. Like like, like it's it's um, very approachable if yeah. if you find zins too spicy or if you find um, uh, cabs too uh, too you know much just in general too strong and then uh, so but I would say it's probably more flavor forward. It's a little bit more acidic than say a merlot. Like I would say Merlot is kind of the middle of the road. It's very just kind of like yeah, it's not going to offend anybody. This has a little bit more acidity, so it's a little bit brighter. brings out the fruit character a little bit better. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of the Pinot uh, uh, varietal myself. I think when you when you talk about Pinot and Merlot, I think they're both kind of really good intro red wines. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it, like you said, you said it perfectly. It's not going to offend anybody. Uh, it's almost... I mean, I wouldn't say it's like akin to smoking a Connecticut, but uh, it's it's something. It's if you find something that's definitely like medium, medium body, a good intro cigar, you could think of uh, this style of wine in the same way. But it gets, I mean, it's going to get just like anything else. It'll get as complex and um, and uh, as complex as you want to get. Really, I mean, you can get some pretty serious Pinot. That's been, I think, it's been a pretty hot varietal for the past like decade. Really, it seemed like it took off, right? Yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was the second uh, uh, wine that was most um, kind of popularized in that movie Sideways when Merlot blew up when you know guy screams you know I'm I'm not drinking that Merlot. Uh, they talked about uh, about how great Pinots were and um, everything that I've read it, it actually gives a lot of credit to you know just giving that kind of mainstream uh, interest and people wanted to check it out. And again, it's, it's very approachable. It goes great with food. It's, uh, a very, very fl flavor forward wine. And so, uh, so it, it has, it's, it's done really well to, to your point about the versatility though. It's actually one of a very small list of grapes that can be done white rosé or sparkling mm. as well mm. as the, the common red, um, uh, you know, usage of it. So it's, it is very versatile that it can kind of move all around the, spectrum of wines i have to comment real quick rob guys are giving you a hard time in the comments saying that you got your bottle of wine from the fridge <laughs> from the wine fridge yeah okay i guess that makes total sense but uh. <laughs> yeah. Did, didn't rob <laughs> already peel back the curtain that he drinks uh his red wine cold didn't you say that before rob that, that you I, think that that's a thing no 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 <laughs> You have a, a set no, temp on this thing. It's yes, like a wine yeah. door. It's 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 yeah. It's like it's a wine door that has a set temp. But I also took it out um, about forty five minutes ago. So the way that that was kind of explained to me, like if you if you're serving a wine, this is very this is very simplistic, Randy. If you have a white wine and it hasn't been refrigerated, like it's just you just bought it from the store off the shelf, you put it in the fridge about a half hour before you're going to yeah cellar temp exactly. You put it in the fridge about a half hour before you're going to serve it. If you have a red wine that has been in the fridge, you take it out about a half hour before you're going to serve it. So you get it's it's almost it's just red wine and dark beer are very very similar. You keep them in the fridge, or at least I do, and then you if you have something that's got a controlled temp on it, then great. If you don't, then that's you know you you have you to adjust. But well. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, but, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you said me straight because I certainly don't want to speak for you. I, I thought you had said that. I don't want to speak for you. But I do know that I speak for both of us when I say that we really enjoy taking time each week to go on this odyssey with the audience to find incredible pairings and flavor experiences, which reminds me. Randy!
tonight's episode, just as every episode this year, will be brought to you by our good friends at Drew Estate. We are both proud and honored to have the Drew Estate brand as our partner as we go through this odyssey. They were able to dominate the industry once again and become selected as the 2020 Cigar Dojo Brand of the Year. With all the amazing cigars created by Drew Estate, who would have thought that they could bring even more excitement and notoriety to the esteemed line of Liga Pravada? Well, that's exactly what they did by releasing the number one limited cigar of the year, Year of the Rat. You can find phenomenal Drew Estate cigars anywhere cigars are sold. Head to DrewEstate.com forward slash store locator to find the shop nearest you and experience the rebirth of cigars. One of our absolute favorite Drew Estate retailers is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. And that is Smoke In. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com today. <laughs> Very nice. Hall of Fame performance, Wait, still Randy. Go- I look like, it looks like he's still going. Well, <laughs> I, I was going to say, and, and we just happened to be planning a trip down to Smokin. So if you're in the area, or as Eric said, if you're even within 6,000 miles of Miami, Florida, Head down this next week. We will be down there. We've got some big news coming up. If you haven't heard yet, we'll talk about it a little bit later on the show. But you will find Cigar Dojo at Smokin' Boynton Beach on Friday, March 26th. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) And and you'll be able to hang out, visit with us, and visit one of those Florida's largest uh, walk-in humidors yourself. In the company of greatness. <laughs> Good job, Randy. Well, uh, yeah. You finished strong, buddy. You finished strong. Today. It was a little uh, tongue-tied. Hey, wait, tonight. you know what? Hey, 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 guys, guys. Let's be. Let's go easy on Randy because last week that was like you Perfection. know t- it Still was like asking in the glow. Of that it was like Whoa. Tom Brady's you know Super Bowl performance. You can't have a Super Bowl performance every single week. Well, now that I've had a taste for it, I want it every time. That's true, but and like a star in Patriots. I think um, he was, every year you think you're going to win the championship. I'm giving that? this one a six point five. The Russian judge is back at it. Six point five. I give you a solid seven point eight. Oh wow! For that. Oh, wow. I, I appreciate Eric's point because I thought about that today before the show. I was like, "How, how am I even going to follow up?" <laughs> I literally, I literally had uh, at one point I was thinking about doing it, just like super deadpan and just be like, just droll I'd appreciate and, that. And, and like have it be nothing. And then that way I could build back up to another great performance. You know, just like take the bar back down a little well, bit. Some know? of the guys were disappointed that you didn't do it in an Irish accent. That would have been a nice touch. I was just going to say, you could do it in a different voice every week. I well, I'll tell you, I do have. I do have some things I'm I'm practicing on. I'm not ready to unveil them yet. Mm. You know, if you if you ever watch like Frank Caliendo, you know he'll talk about like you know practicing He's some. On a voice. some uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm working on some things. I'll, I'll release later this <laughs> some summer. Workshop. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, when we have some big news to announce or, or something, you know, uh, I'm, I'm waiting. You know, it's still early in the year. Uh, TPE. <laughs> 
is just getting announced. Yeah, so, we haven't so gotten to the playoffs yet or anything. Come right, on. right, right. We ha- we haven't seen the new releases yet coming from the brands. I think you know if uh, if Drew Estate brings it again, which I mean it's it's tough, and we talk about this going yeah. to the trade shows. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is it, we we talk about that going to these trade shows. You, you sit there and you 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 ask a manufacturer about their new cigar, and then basically as soon as they're done, it's it's kind of part and parcel that you say, okay, so so what's next after that? You know, and, and a lot of times they're like. I literally just handed you the new, the new hot sexy man. Like, like you're already asking about what's next, Randy. If I, if I was your coach and they asked me after the game, you know, I'd say, hey, you know, we got to take this one game at a time. You know, it's just not not every single game defines our season, and uh, we just gotta just gotta hold the fort. We just gotta keep trying. We just gotta put our best foot forward, and and not worry about last week. We just gotta prepare for next week, and we just go on. Done. Well done. You know, you know, it's it's funny since you're only a hockey fan. I sometimes forget that you're a sports fan at all, and so I <laughs> I love it when you bring a little like uh, coach talk to the table. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's like coach there's no coaching talk. in hockey or something. Well, that's, that's what, sounds, I, that's that's what, what I, I heard. Yeah. Talking, I was like, yeah, that is what a coach would say. Oh, that's right. He watches hockey. <laughs> he, he's a football fan before a hockey. That's fan. true. That is true. Yeah. True. But the Broncos, they're terrible. They suck. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah. That's a rough one. Yeah, not yeah. so much. Hey, you know, guys, I'm actually looking forward to Randy once it uh, once it warms up out here. You know, maybe like in the in June, like maybe topless reads. Oh. oh. Hey, I'm on the keto diet, so you That's never right. know. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be shredded by then, bro. Shredded. No, shredded, bro. You're gonna be shredded. You be careful what you ask for, Rob. Do you even lift, bro? No, I want to be. <laughs> that's when I'm back in studio. It'll be nice and uncomfortable for me. We should totally do that. And you know what's funny? I was watching Smoke Night Live this weekend, or this Friday. <clears throat> it's past Friday. And I was chatting with the audience a little bit. And there was a giveaway. And Eric, you were asking people to just, you know, be involved, say something funny, whatever. And I, I typed into the comments, and I wasn't thinking, because this is on Facebook. I said, can we send nudes? <laughs> and. <laughs> And did you actually see the comment? I was like, should I post this up on the show? Because <laughs> no, within seconds, like like Facebook alarms went off. I got I, like they they froze my account for 30 seconds or something like that. Wow. I, had to, I had to answer a bunch of questions. And I started to get, yeah, no. And I started to get nervous because like I do this for work, too. Like, could I get am I about to get fired because I was making a joke and uh, not even like. Canceled. Yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like. And it was like I answered these questions. And they're like, okay, you know, basically just like don't do it again. And if you if you make a an inappropriate comment again in the next, I think it's thirty days, <clears throat> they will. I'll basically go to Facebook jail. <laughs> oh, watching you. That's I wasn't a, even wow. I wasn't even thinking. I was just I just typed it in before and then I pressed enter and I thought, oh, that'd be funny, dude. And the the it, overlords it the overlords are watching. Yeah, oh. they they jumped on. Well, I mean, obviously I said nudes, so I mean I'm sure that's a highlighted. You just Tyler. said it again. You're probably going to Facebook jail just because you just said it again. <laughs> it's over. No, this is video. It's different. it's different. No, but now they do. Haven't you noticed when you watch our show, now they do uh, subtitles oh, for, for, for oh, all screwed. videos. So That's they're it. reading what you say, too. And, and, and okay. see, I'm going to get. See, this is see, the first time I get in trouble because I think I'm making a stupid sophomoric joke. And now I'm going to get in trouble for explaining what my stupid sophomoric joke was so that other people don't do it. But I'm going to get in trouble for that. Anyway, if I get fired tomorrow, Randy, will you guys hire me? Yeah, I, I, I got a role for you. No doubt Cop about that. that. 
Uh, but uh, but now you know how I feel when Robin Hood, you know, marked me as a pattern day trader. You know, it's it's kind of the same thing. Right? Well, that's the difference. So I was but making you a are, joke. Though. We're actually. <laughs> that's the difference. Let's be fair. That's the difference. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to. I'm going to say topless again. What the hell? I'm looking forward to the uh, to the reads uh, this summer. That's going to be a lot of fun. Randy, let's talk about the cigar. Indeed. So we've kind of glossed over it. Like this was the number one cigar pretty much everywhere. And if it wasn't number one, it was on everybody's list. Like this was the biggest cigar of the year. And <clears throat> it's only been out for like eight or nine months. And, <clears throat> and you referenced it as like their, their ultra premium. The price point on this is like between 12, 10 to 12 bucks. 10 to 12. Yeah. No, depending you're right. on, you know, depending on if you're in California, it's $72 a stick, <laughs> <laughs> depending on your local taxes. But the problem with the cigar, Randy, isn't the price point. It's whether you can find it. It has been uh, obviously in high demand, you know, making multiple number one cigar of the year lists. Uh, again, as you mentioned, I'm sure uh, was something that, that they're battling with. Um, it, but I have seen they have been trickling back out. You can find them online. I've been looking. Most places I've found them have been, uh, you know, limits. Again, you know, it, uh, Smoke In does a fantastic uh, cigar of the year sampler with Cigar Dojo every year, and it's in that. Um, last time we checked, at least uh, it was uh, not available in that packet. Um, but 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 you can find it, you know, two two cigars at a time kind of thing, and it's worth it. I'll tell you, you know, if you're if you're thinking about putting together uh, an order for some cigars and you find a retailer that you can get one of these, it's, I mean, it, it's worthy of, of the rating, no doubt. Absolutely, I I'm on I am officially on the lookout for a box. So if you guys uh, have a line on one, uh, let me know. Um, <clears throat> I would uh, definitely be interested in that. And you referenced trickling, Randy, which made me think of the fact that I just watched and my wife watched for the first time Days of Thunder. Cole Trickle, Cole Trickle, Trickling, you know, Cole Trickle. What a great name. Is that maybe the best name in all of movie history? Well, I got to say, Rob, (laughs) you may not know this, but honest to God, there was a stock car driver that was super famous for a long time, really good back in the 70s, and his name was Dick Trickle. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I did know that, actually. That's a great, wow. just a great name. That's classic. Is that his real name or his stage name? No, nah, that's, that's his real name. I mean, that's, he's, not making, he's not making movies, Randy. He's, he's driving a car. That's, all, that's <laughs> almost as good as the uh, New York Jets' Harry Colon. You know, I mean, that's right up there with the, some of the There's, best names in the business. There, there are some good ones. Dick Butkus is one of the best. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, there's a couple of baseball ones I won't really get into, but uh, <laughs> <clears throat> well, we can move on. But uh, no, it's funny. My I was, my wife was working on something, and I was I said so I can just watch whatever I want. You know, you're just going to be in the room, and it doesn't matter what I'm watching because sometimes you know she wants to watch a show or whatever. And I said, fine, I'm putting on Days of Thunder because I just happened to see it. And she got so engrossed in the movie, and she's looking at. Oh, this guy's gonna die later in the movie, right? This guy's gonna die, and he's gonna like take over his car and drive for him and win the championship. It's like, well, you're actually not that far off. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was totally into it. Great movie, great movie. It was basically Top Gun, but on the ground. But with cars, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we, we, I, I digress. I, you said Trickle. I thought Cole Trickle, Dick Trickle. That's a good. That's a good one. I, I hadn't thought about him in a long time. Not a big race car driver. Somebody was commenting on. Um, uh, I'm not a big race car fan, actually, is what I should say. Somebody was commenting when I posted that I was watching that on Facebook that he was a driver and a bunch of his, like he had a, a, some buddies who were drivers in that movie. So they would hire drivers, like folks who were real drivers, but not like 
Richard Petty or whatever at the time <clears throat> to actually drive those races. I never thought about that. Yeah, you got to have people well, to know what they're doing, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to do it. Anyway, we could. I, I digress. I'm taking us off You're track. You're saying they you weren't could, just stuntmen; they were actually. They were actual. They became drivers. the actors, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. They didn't get their SAG card because they didn't get any any words in, but still pretty <laughs> cool. Still pretty cool. Randy's giving me that. Rob, you're what? talking about nonsense, and we have stuff to actually talk about. Look, what so, is it uh, about a Connecticut Habana rapper over Nicaraguan fillers that makes for an instant hit every single time? Why isn't everybody doing this? I think that well, tobacco is <laughs> tough to get, right? Yeah, it's I mean, tough to get, yeah. of course. I mean, yeah. this wrapper is tough to get. And like you were, you mentioned that uh, the Tabernacle, that was the cigar of the year on the dojo a couple years ago, right? That's correct, yeah. It was as well. Yeah. Clearly, and this, it, this I, I can't think of another wrapper this... leaf that's so different from, you know, from country to country. Like, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a Havana seed in Connecticut. And it's so, it just doesn't taste like a Habano at all. Yeah. It's, it's got, it's definitely... There's there's a richness we talked about. Yep. There's almost like a smokiness to it. Well, I was going to say, that, yeah, this definitely differentiates itself from Tabernacle quite a bit, though. Mm -hmm. like, 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 well, the blends are very different. Yeah, they, they I mean, are. They, they, they I, I, well, I shouldn't say that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, uh, no, good. But uh, the, the experience of the cigar is very different. So I assume the blends are very different, and the goal right. is very different between those two cigars. Tabernacle cigar is, is a bit more in your face. This is a bit more subtle. Yeah, I, I both think are fantastic. That, uh, for for me, I get more um, more sweetness, more more uh, baking spice out of out of Tabernacle. This one, I I, I pick up like espresso mm -hmm. and and like uh, darker like cacao nibs. Mm -hmm. um, there's just a darker uh, kind of undertone to this. And to your point, you know, you know that could have as much to do with the uh, the fillers and the overall blend uh, complexity as much as uh, as much as anything. But um, it's kind of interesting because I find there's some uh, kind of familiar notes and yet still very, very distinguished uh, differences uh, from this in, in, uh, and the uh, and the CT-152. I'd be curious. It says this has an Ecuadorian binder. <clears throat> I'd be curious to know what the binder, like what leaf that actually well, is. Well, it's got to be Sumatra, right? I mean, it's, it's Korea you'd, we're you'd, talking about here. Yeah, you'd think based mm -hmm. on this... And that's good. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. So yeah. I think that is going to add. I mean, you don't. We never really talk about the binders adding much flavor because usually it's not that type of. Uh, it's not that type of leaf that's used. But I don't know. This this has a, a depth of flavor to it. Cacao nibs is a good call, Randy. It's an earthier sweet. Yeah. Than uh, than like a sugary sweet. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but it doesn't have that dark chocolate kind of bitterness to it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's right. smooth. It's got chocolate, that. but yeah, it's it's more of a smooth. It's, it's a smooth chocolate, but it's but it's not like a milk chocolate either. I was about to say yeah, weird. it's not milk chocolate either. Um, yeah, it's, no, it's it, it's uh, really unique. I, I think it, it maybe you know that's one of the reasons why uh, so many people have gravitated towards it is because you know we smoke all these cigars and we talk about how different they all are from each other, uh, and it's true. You know, you there's you know, hundreds of thousands of blends. That all tastes different, but um, every once in a while you have a cigar like this that really distinguishes itself from from everything else you've smoked recently, kind of thing. You know, it's like this really stands apart, in my opinion. It's yeah, it's funny. We use a lot of the same descriptors, and I, I find myself doing that in beer too, sure. because it's certain core flavors that you're always going to get. But when you taste something different, it's not as easy to articulate. 
but you can taste and be like, whoa, there's something different about this. Right. I can't really put my finger on it. Um, <clears throat> I, I, for example, I was tasting an IPA today, West Coast IPA, very classic style, but there was this kind of sweetness to the front of it, like right at the front of your palate, but then it had a really bitter resinous finish, which you'd expect. Sure. But the front, it was like I was struggling to come up with with descriptors for what that flavor was. I still don't really have them. And I, I kind of feel the same way about this cigar. It's, it's certain things you expect, but there's just something extra about it that is, and maybe it, there's a little placebo going on there because it's the cigar of the year. I'm excited that I'm smoking it. It was hard for me to find whatever. But uh, I, I don't know, man. There's, there's something in this cigar that I really, really dig, and I, I can't put a finger on it. Well, there's also like this this texture to it that's very weighty and like everything about it is the flavor is very upfront, you know, like mm. it, it, the smoke is heavy on the tongue. That kind of thing gets you as well. I think it's luxurious. There's a, there's a whole lot of luxury happening in the cigar. Yeah. It looks great. It, it feels great. And it's funny, Randy, you talked about, I would almost, I was going to qualify this or not qualify, but uh, describe this as a soft press, but it's not, you're right. This cigar is pressed really. It's, it's pressed. This yep. is a pretty strong press, but the edges are soft. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what always makes me think of a soft press. I think of the edges as opposed to like how compacted the tobacco has been in the press. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very comfortable to smoke. It I, is. Yeah. I mean, we could probably go on for another forty-five minutes talking about how good this cigar is. It really is. <laughs> no. It really is great. Well, um, so let's talk a little bit about the pairing and how it's going with. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, very straightforward. It's slightly acidic uh, Pinot. For me. me um, you know, the, the, those chocolate and kind of espresso darker rich uh, characters to me uh, are really, really compatible with that round fruit, cherry, raspberry, blackberry kind of um, you mentioned currants, um, currants. Um, I, I definitely get a bit of that. You know, again, the acidity from those berries um, kind of kind of is uh, the acidity of the wine kind of accentuates those berry characteristics and so from an intensity standpoint i think uh, again the, the well the cigar is very very strong flavor uh flavorful it's not uh ultra intense you know it doesn't have a ton of spice it's not uh you know attacking the palate it's it is very smooth um which i think is matching the intensity very nicely on on the uh Again, I went with, uh, you know, a darker, kind of richer Pinot than uh, what you can find out there. Again, some of them are even lighter bodied than uh, the one I have in my glass. And so for me, the, the intensity is right on point. I think the chocolate and coffee with the berries is just, uh, again, and this, again, speaks to intensity, is that they're just kind of playing together. Neither one of them are overpowering each other. I still get the, the fruit. Uh, well, I've got all that kind of chocolate and, and coffee um, on the palate. And so to me, this is an easy thumbs up. This is a very, very nice pairing, in my opinion. And uh, that's that's where I stand. Absolutely. I'm going to go thumbs up as well. And I think it was Bill Powers that just said uh, cherry cordial flavor. That's a really good descriptor there, Bill. That's a, a very nice way to put it. Um, I do find myself puffing on the cigar a bit too much. The second time I get kind of a, a tar flavor, but that's more my fault of that's just smoking it's so it. good. You want more? Yeah, of it. I, I keep I keep going back to, to puff on it uh, again and again. I, I'm gonna uh, agree with the bulk of what you said, Randy. That the the uh, the earthy espresso chocolate kind of almost mocha vibe of the cigar. Like I don't want to say mocha because I think that kind of 
I don't know, that doesn't doesn't quite encapsulate, but it does a little bit. But you you toss in that cherry with a little bit of spice, some vanilla from the wine as well. Mm-hmm. This is um, this is kind of a perfect after dinner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just you just throw back a steak and uh, <clears throat> and chocolate souffle, or maybe you have this between the steak and the souffle. Mm. Even better. That's uh, that's well. See, you got to order chip. the souffle. You got to order the souffle like forty five minutes before. You know what I mean? So maybe you have the steak, then you say, you know what? I want a souffle, and the guy says, "Well, it's going to be 45 minutes." You're like, "It's okay. I've got my cigar and my wine, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do that." Um, super, super good. I would probably next time maybe go with uh, try to find a Pinot that's a bit more like you said. Yours is a bit richer, uh, a bit uh, uh, a bit more body to it. This is I think this is getting run over just a little bit, not a lot, but I think the experience would be even more uh, uh, more pleasurable, if you will, uh, with a fuller bodied. Uh, maybe just slightly fuller body. Maybe kick it up like 10% would be perfect. Um, what do you guys think? Are you guys uh, on board? Jordan, you hate what, everything. What do you think, What's Jordan? Um, well, I, I like it. Um, obviously, the cigar is the standout component. Um, the, the the wine is fully serving the cigar in this pairing. Um, very complimentary. But it goes, the flavors go along nicely. I mean, the the vanilla of the wine kind of and adds to like this I'm almost getting like a little bit of a cinnamon component with the cigar which almost reminds me of like a like a cinnamon um, hot chocolate mm-hmm. um, and then I always get with the Havana Connecticut wrapper over the Nicaraguan feelers I always get this component that reminds me it's a very specific flavor profile here but in the T52 and the and the 142 and this I get this you know when you're like eating like a Tootsie Pop and like Right before you get to the chocolate uh, center, there, you're still getting the outside of the of the the, the candy, and then the, the chocolate kind of comes in. It's that kind of flavor, uh, which the wine the wine helps bring that out with the with these dark stone fruit flavors. Um, so I mean, it's it's a pretty dang good pairing. I would say uh, I, I agree with everything that everybody said, and I really really agree with what Robbie said. Like the, it could probably use. A wine with a little bit more body, maybe even a cab or something like that, because I kind of I kind of feel like this is sort of like a Tom Brady situation. Like the cigar is pulling the wine along to make this right. like a good flavor. Like it, it, the wine is good, it's fine, but it, it's I wouldn't say it's adding much, but it's not taking anything away. Like the cigar is just sort of like dragging it across the finish line as a good pairing, right. and. I think that if this was a cab or something maybe with some more butter and and more like, you know, deeper bodied flavors, then I would say that the wine might be adding to it. Whereas right now, I just feel like the wine is just like, I'm along for the ride, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. But it's still I'm still going to go thumbs up. So the the cigar is Tom Brady and the wine is Gronk. I was about to say <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was I was going to say Aaron he Hernandez. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gronk's a perfect analogy. Came out of retirement just to kind of or Julian <laughs> Edelman or yeah. any of those tiny little the little white guys that they yeah. have playing wide receiver. Wes Welker, another one. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's... he's a wide receivers coach for the 49ers now. But beautifully done, beautifully done. Um, By the yeah, way, no, West, is... remember Wes yeah. Welker wore like a, a helmet that was like the size of like. You know, Darth Vader in Spaceballs. What was, you know, it's like Don Beebe is no, it was Wes Welker on the Broncos. Did he? Yeah. Did he, he really? literally wore like a helmet this big? Don Beebe. <laughs> I, I, rem- I remember Don Beebe wore. He was like the first one for the Bills back in like the late 80s. 
He had like the extra extra helmet. Right, right. Because uh, I think he had a bunch of concussions or something. Same as Wes uh, they Welker. Did, they did that a lot. They did that in uh, in baseball for a little while. Pitchers would wear hats. Some pitchers in the minor leagues would wear hats that had like this extra cushion, almost like a helmet. So their hats just looked ridiculous on them. It looked like bobbleheads. It was totally, but it, nobody else really wears those anymore. But they were like hats with like a bulletproof lining or something. I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there, uh, which is like most things I say. But uh, anyway, uh, so we've, uh, that, that's thumbs up all the way around, man. And it's, it's, uh, I don't remember when, Eric, you said this, but we got a couple of, pairings out of the way that weren't any good and you were like yeah, i feel like we're really going to start hitting our stride with these next few pairings and you were absolutely right except for there there have been a couple of of misses i think the first what was the first one that we did for uh for fruity it was a miss wasn't it the Sal blanc in the aladino connecticut was, yeah that yeah was, yeah the, the aladino didn't quite uh hold, hold it so yeah um anyway so it's it's been trending in the right direction I, the biggest thing i can take from doing this show with you, Randy, for the last three years, other than developing a friendship that I will cherish for the rest of my life. And I mean that, um, is that wine and cigars is damn good. Yeah. Like the, the yeah. is just like legit. And we, as I'll speak for myself, but I think cigar smokers in general just kind of poo-pooed the idea of, of pairing with wine. I've never really even thought of it, but holy crap, everything from Chardonnay to, uh, to Zen and everything in between so far. I mean, other than that soft Blanc, which I think we all kind of knew was going to suck, but we did it anyway. Um, <laughs> it's a learning experience. It's, it's all about science. We do it for science. Everything else has been great, man. Yeah. Like, no, the, these pairings. And I, I think I told you the, uh, when we did that soft Blanc pairing, uh, when we released the four pairings for fruity and people saw that we were going to do two lines in, in three weeks, I got some, some direct messages on Dojoverse, and people were just like, "Dude, what's what's with the wine kick? Like, what are you doing here? Like, oh, just just hang out with us, guys, and see how it goes. It is fruity. Um, again, you know, it, you don't find a ton of fruit components in cigar, and so uh, this whole segment has been primarily led by the beverage as the fruity component. And so, you know, uh, find, finding those counterpoints in cigars has been a fun." uh odyssey if you will and and yeah i think this is fantastic i think it um and that's that's part of what we wanted to do when we first started talking about this show is like lead people to some new flavor experiences that they wouldn't necessarily come across on their own like you said a lot of people just kind of you know whether it's they thumb their nose at it or they just don't think about it as as a relevant pairing option um so hopefully you know I, i i'll go back after the show and Take a look at some of the comments. Hopefully, we're getting a lot of uh, audience members that decided to take part in the pairing today, and uh, hopefully, they're finding uh, some great experiences as well. And with that being said, I do want to shed some light a little bit on uh, upcoming programming uh, scheduling, as we as we do have um, a, the week off next week. As again. We will be doing some traveling. Here we'll at do it. Hey, hey, Randy. We'll do like a watch party that night. Oh, I love it. We'll That'll do a, we'll great. do a, we'll do an old show that night. That'll be fun. We'll pick out an old show and we'll do a watch party. From well, let's let's can, can we do a poll on the Dojo Verse or have people vote on what show they want to watch? Ooh, yeah. Send send me a private message. Yeah, yeah let's do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll 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 work on that. Uh, watch out for that on Dojo Verse. Check in every day, 
and uh, post whatever you're doing on Dojoverse and stay tuned for that. Uh, During our downtime, I promise that before uh, that watch party, we will release the next four pairings Mm -hmm. for the uh, following segment uh, after Fruity, which, of course, will be... Dun, da, da, dun. Dun, da, da, dun. Sweet. Ooh. So we're we're gonna be focused on on, on sweetness uh, again. You know that that one I think gives us more of an opportunity to to have uh, both the cigars and the beverages be that leading sweet component. We'll, we'll uh, maybe try some sweet and sweet, some sweet and salty, some sweet and uh, you, you know sour, sweet and sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always that's always a fun one. So that'll be fun. Uh, Rob and I will go into the lab this week before I leave town, and we'll figure out what those four pairings are going to be. We'll post that on Dojoverse so everyone can get ahead of their orders and make sure that they have those in hand. And uh, and then from there, maybe we well, can— Well, you still uh, have can, one more fruity left, right? We do. We, have, we do We do have, have another next, fruity. So the week after next, when we get yeah. back, we will be pairing. Looking None, forward to this one. Yeah, yeah. This this is the, the one Rob's most excited about because we are going to be pairing— the Crown Heads Four Kicks Capa Especial, which again is another uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo influenced Crown Heads uh, r- release, and and yeah, so it's the original uh, Four Kicks with the uh, different uh, wrapper leaf. It's the Sumatra, and so uh, what wine so that, are we pairing it with that week? Uh, that <laughs> could be paired with the we talked about it. Bourbon smash, and, and and I and I gotta say this because Rob made sure that I I have to make sure that everyone understands it's a very specific recipe. We'll be posting that on Dojo Verse. That'll be pinned on the Flavor Odyssey group after tonight. Um, I I forget what website that you found that on that you got all geeked about that uh, that recipe, but uh, but yeah, cherry bourbon smash with the crown heads four kicks especial, and that will be coming to you live. On March 31st, as we're taking the 24th off. Correct. Yeah, the the website is, uh, Randy, is drizzly.com, which is, yeah, it's one of those where you can can, uh, purchase uh, alcohol and have it delivered. And they posted this this cocktail. It's bourbon, uh, those like $75 a piece cherries that we talked Mm -hmm. about. And uh, there is some Dr. Pepper in there as well. It's 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 an interesting. This could go in sweet too, but it's uh, it's an interesting cocktail. I'm really excited because I wanted to pair with Dr. Pepper for a while, and we just haven't done it. So maybe that's a, a good one for sweet. Uh, pulling back the curtain, but um, yeah, we'll see how that pairing. I'm excited about that one. That should be good. Um, boys, what's cracking on Smoke Night Live this Friday? Ah, so this Friday, uh, Juan Cancel, Kevin Kaithen will be on the show. We'll be talking Taser. Taser! And uh, getting ready for the big release, which will be a week from Friday. And uh, that goes on sale at noon Eastern time at Smoke In. Now, you got to be a dojo, uh, you got to be on the dojo email list, which you can do by just going to the Taser uh, post on the cigardojo.com. You'll get the very first crack at this. These are going to go extremely fast. And so Juan uh, and Kevin will be on the show this Friday, and then the next Friday we'll be on location in Boynton Beach, Florida. There should be uh, Abe should be on the show that night. Maybe Eric Espinoza, maybe Hector. Like there's going to be a bunch of, of of guys in Florida. We're going to do a little remote that night. That should be a ton of fun. But uh, this cigar, super interesting. It's got a very very different flavor profile. If you're used to uh, 
Lazona products and you say like I like Lazona but I wish maybe there was like a little bit of difference in them this is a very atypical Lazona product wouldn't you say Jordan I would yeah there you go <laughs> I would so that's that's what's going to happen Randy will be down there with us Chad will be down there with us Kevin will be down there with us Jordan will be down there with us Bob uh, uh, Bob from Tampa will be down there. Maybe Jolene. There's going to be all kinds of... Uh, Mark Davis will be down there. Like, all kinds of dojo peeps. Bubba Hotep. Everybody is going to be in Boynton Beach, Florida that weekend. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Electric, you might say. Electric. You know, and I got to say, this is an interesting one. Is this not the first, like, true sub-line of the cigar? This is saying this comes out with protocol, which if memory serves me correctly, you have a few other uh, collaborations that you've done with them in the past. Is that not right? Canine, Nightstick. Uh, we haven't done one for two years, but guess what? Here's the thing. You guys want to know something interesting about the cigar? The night that we released Nightstick, the night that we released Nightstick, that was two years ago, we, I can't say who because it, it might get him fired from his current job, but somebody came up with this name. That night, the night that we released Nightstick, and we've been working on this cigar for two straight years, two straight years to get this product to you. Because, like, like, you know, hey, here's the thing. Like, a lot of these guys come up with all these kind of crazy products, like, all the time. We don't do that. Like, we, we want to come up with something atypical, something super interesting, something that's maybe a little bit uh, either different or just better. And so we worked super hard on this. I can't wait till people get to try this uh, taser because it's, it's really good. The nightstick came out t two years ago. Yeah, two years I believe ago. Believe that. Yeah. What the hell happened to time? 2019. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the 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 turtle. When did the turtle come out? Well, was that, that was three years ago. Most no, year. that no, was no, more that was also two years ago. Okay, so the, so nightstick came out really before. That was before you and I went to. Yeah, it was North like Carolina. it was like two months before. Ah, uh, okay, but still, holy crap! Yeah, right. Time doesn't exist anymore, Randy. It's weird. It's it's definitely weird. Um, so we have next week no show, but we will do a, uh, watch, a watch party on a. I'm curious. I'm gonna have to start thinking about what episode I think we should do because we've got some fun ones. Um, maybe the maybe the cigar and bacon pairing that was fun. Mm. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, appreciate you guys checking out another episode of Flavor Odyssey. This was a blast. Great pairing. Drink more wine. I think that's really that's really kind of what we're getting at right i mean oh. eric wine or bourbon i gotta say wine is a great pairing with cigars it really is red wine is a fantastic pairing even the white chardonnay that we had with the numero uno was really good but in general um wine is just an underrated pairing with cigars like in the, in the back in the day robbie like everybody would say like oh like if you're gonna do wine you gotta do port wine no i don't think so like no. zins and cabs and merlots and even this Pinot Noir, like, these are all really good pairings with cigars. Uh, give them a chance. But uh, you didn't answer the question. What? I mean, it kind of did. I you mean, said wine it's, or bourbon. No, I mean, obviously bourbon is the best. Bourbon, <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's but on but the bourbon, surface. Bourbon is <laughs> on the surface, it's kind of a ridiculous question. But the answer is closer than you might think. I agree. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's really what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, anyway, on that note. Uh, we'll wrap this up. This was another uh, another fun one. Randy, thank you for being prepared uh, for the show today. You are prepared every week, and I appreciate it. <laughs> it's that's, And I'll just leave it at that, because I'm never prepared. Uh, I, I say, think, and shout out for you for showing up. 
Yeah, I, I was here. That was that's that's really that's what happened this week. Uh, but uh, Randy carries this show. I just kind of make it up as I go along. But uh, anyway, I appreciate everyone for checking out the show. We'll be back in two weeks with what's the scar again? Capa Especial, yep. four kicks, and the cherry bourbon smash from Drizzly. There's a bunch of different recipes out there. You got to get the one from Drizzly. The recipe will be tagged in the Dojo Verse um, Flavor Odyssey group. If you're not in that group, you should join it. And that's where the uh, pairing will be. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you in two weeks as the Odyssey continues. Thank you.